You're listening to the Brand Interrupted Podcast, a show for the creative entrepreneur, the radiant leaders, and the rebels at heart. If you're ready to get radically visible, use your voice, and take up space, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Brittany Hammond, filmmaker, story mentor, and serial entrepreneur. Brand Interrupted means liberating yourself from the conditioning and discerning the many contradictory voices of society, family, friends, media, coaches, gurus, anyone or thing that has fit you into a box of check marks and labels, and instead coming back home to yourself. In this podcast, we are all about appointing yourself as the authority and leader of your life. Embrace yourself unconditionally, strip down to your white hot truth, cultivate self-trust and awaken your confidence within so that you can be your true expression in the world, in your life, your relationships, and your business. Ready for some real, raw, and unfiltered conversations? I'll see you on the other side. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back (laughs) to season four of the Brand Interrupted podcast. And this season is very, very special to me because I have gone through a humongous evolution this year of really stepping into my truth and stepping into my power. And I wanted to bring on other leaders and entrepreneurs and artists to really create a conscious conversation around what it means to speak your truth, what it means to activate your leadership, how you can authentically share your story online or in person at events to truly connect with people. And you'll hear me talk about in almost all of the episodes, my experience of going from self-betrayal to self-trust to learning how to hire the right mentors that will really, really hold a higher vision for me. A lot of my experience dealing with emotional narcissistic abuse meant that I was disconnected from my voice. I was disconnected from my truth. And so I was constantly giving my power away, thinking that everyone outside of me had the answers. So PSA, don't get me wrong here, mentorship and coaching and consulting, it's so important. And it's also so vital that you learn how to cultivate your own sense of self-trust. It's so important that you trust yourself more than others. And that really is the greatest message that I can bring to the world. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you my first guest in this series. There are 10 episodes in this series, and the first guest is Shannon Confair. She is a branding specialist and photographer who helps build powerful brands for online influencers and local leaders through brand strategy and brand photography. She's the founder of Unforgettable Entrepreneurs, a networking and support group for entrepreneurs on their quest to building an unforgettable brand. Her current passion project is a documentary that she's directing and producing called Trapped by Faith, Escaping the Prison of an Emotionally Abusive Marriage. And this episode is a double treat because we are going to be talking about how to set yourself up for a successful brand shoot 
But also, Shannon really sheds some light and gets vulnerable about her own experience of finding herself after experiencing emotional abuse. Before we dive in, I want to let you know about my three free, free, three-part video series about healing your visibility wounds, sharing your story, and powerfully articulating that on camera. And you can find that over at untamedrevolution.com forward slash gift. All right, let's dive in. Welcome back to the Brand Interrupted Show. We are moving into season four, and this is all around speaking your truth and embodying your message. And I'm really excited to introduce to you our guest today, Shannon Confair. She is a photographer and brand specialist. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Brittany. <laughs> okay, so as I had mentioned before, I'm just going to dive in straight, but just give us a quick overview of who you are, what you do, and why. Awesome. Well, I'm a mom to three kids, first and foremost. Uh, I am a brand photographer and brand strategist for influencers, whether they're online or local leaders in their community. And I love facilitating transformation. That's why I do what I do. I love helping people gain clarity on what they want their life and their business to look like and um, just helping them to find the confidence within to pursue that relentlessly. Mm, amazing. So you talked about uh, on your website, you talk about creating an unforgettable brand and there, you mentioned three C's. So can you tell us like, how do you actually translate that through photography? How do you kind of get that out of people and represent it in a visual way? Yeah. So the three C's are personal clarity, client clarity, and business clarity. Mm. And those are the foundation for a strong personal brand. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur for over 13 years now and started working with people in the capacity that I do now back in 2015. And I found that once you're really clear on those things, then you can get a clear message across to your audience as to this is who I am, this is what I do. And that makes you memorable, unforgettable, right? Mm -hmm. um, and as far as photography goes, I take my clients through the process to make sure that number one, they're clear on what that is, but also that I'm really clear because my goal is to capture the essence of that brand. So I want to know, you know, who is like, what is your story? You know, who are you as a person? How do you want to be seen? And we take that into account when we're picking locations and like the overall vibe and feel of your photo shoot. Also, I want to know what type of images are going to resonate with your ideal clients. And what types of services are you offering that maybe we need to capture some photos specific for each type of service to convey that to your audience? Um, so it's a well-rounded approach. It goes beyond just getting, you know, gorgeous photos of yourself um, to really being purposeful in the shoot. Yeah. So I have a two-part follow-up question to that. The first one is how do you like how do you create that experience for your client so it's not just like hey we're gonna go and like snap a few pictures like how do you really make that an experience and um the second one is a lot of women and myself included i've been there get really really tripped up like all the questions you just evoked what happens if your clients don't have those answers like what if they're like well i don't know who i am or i don't like 
myself deep down or like, how do you kind of, uh, navigate them through that process? Yeah. So, um, to answer that question, I am also a life coach, mindset coach. I'm trained in all different kinds of modalities. And that is one of the things I love the most, (coughs) excuse me, about what I do is being able to walk people through that resistance because there is so much power on the other side of that. And let me tell you, there's nothing like committing to a photo shoot (laughs) to bring all of those feelings up. Um, Oftentimes, you know, we feel vulnerable in front of the camera. You can feel very insecure. And it's my job as the photographer to talk through those things with you. And I'm like, hey, let's be open and transparent. Like, how are you feeling about this? Some people, they're like seasoned pros. They're excited. They're all about it. But even then, there's still some resistance. It's like, oh, I don't feel prepared. Oh, I don't feel this or that. And we talk through it. And and on the other side of the photo shoot, it's like all of those limiting beliefs and what we've worked through. Then they see the proof for like, oh, this is who I really am. And like I said, it's incredibly powerful. Yeah. Um, and I forget your first question. I'm sorry. Just how do you how do you kind of create that experience? Um, like almost like how do you position yourself to as a brand photographer to create an experience versus I don't want to say like your average photographer because I don't want to diminish the art but like from just like I'm going to snap your picture kind of thing gotcha so um there's a huge difference between what I do and what I used to do with portrait photography wedding photography etc um it's an entirely different mindset mentality and strategy going into a shoot so for me, I'm a very relational person. I, I value deep relationships with people. I value interaction and I infuse that into what I do. So, you know, if you watch my promo video, I talk about by the time your shoot rolls around, it's like, we're just showing, you're showing up with your best friend to have fun and take pictures. And that is exactly what I want it to feel like. So I'm very high touch for my clients. I'm very accessible. Um, we text back and forth, you know, if they're shopping, they'll send me pictures from the dressing room and I try to make it fun and lighthearted. Um, because again, like it can be a nerve wracking thing to know, Hey, I'm getting in front of a camera, you know, whenever Mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. So swinging back around to just like the embodiment piece. So I have a background in film and I'm used to working with actors. And so when I'm, directing them like because they have that toolkit they know how to access those emotions or those different sides of themselves so what is it like working with non-actors like how do you if they just don't have that that reflex or that self-awareness to even like like if you're just like oh just smile but it's like it feels forced you know (laughs) Yeah. So I have some tricks up my sleeve to help get people into that state if it's just not happening. Um, Because honestly, you know, some people are naturals in front of the camera. I've had clients who I'm like, have you modeled? Because like, seriously, and they haven't. And then there's some people who it's a struggle and that's okay. Like I'm actually one of those people or used to be, I've gotten a lot better um, myself just through my experience of even directing other people. So I call the first, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of your photo shoot is the warm up. It's like, all right, you're going to feel so uncomfortable right now. And that's okay. Like I'm just getting my lighting. We're just, you know, getting into the groove of things. So I like to warm people up just like if you were getting ready to exercise, there's the warm up. Yeah. And my shoots, like if somebody's doing a full brand shoot with me, it's a full day experience. So there is time to get comfortable with what you're doing. 
um, in front of the camera. Yeah. And then what I like to do because we do the brand strategy ahead of time is I know like, okay, I, what types of social media posts are you going to be making and what emotions do we need to convey? Like, do you need to look frustrated for your clients? Do you want to like call them out on something and like point your finger, like tell them like, what are you thinking? You know? Mm -hmm. So I give a lot of prompts throughout the shoot to evoke those emotions. And, um, you know, if I want to, if I want like a genuine smile, you know, I'll have somebody like just just close your eyes and think about something that makes you really happy. And as soon as I see their face start to light up, I'm like, open your eyes, snap, you know, and then I get that genuine emotion. So there's a lot of things like that, that I do throughout the shoot to, um, to capture that for people who, like you said, they're not professional models. Yeah. So this is kind of like, um, I want to say it's a sensitive subject when like, you don't want to judge your clients, but so for example, I'm like really intuitive. So, if I feel like someone, even though they believe in what they're saying, but there's like this misalignment, I'm sure you've seen this, like all that's going to show up on the camera, like any little like self doubt, especially when you're filming. Cause my clients will be speaking so it's like yeah. more obvious. And, um, I had a client, this is about a year and a half ago and part of her brand video, she had self filmed and I, I'm, I, well, we, for the listeners, like we're on camera right now, so you can see my hands. But when we were recording a part of it, she sent it to me and, and because she was so uncomfortable in her body, she had all of these kind of like body tics and she had her hands like this. So every time she was speaking, she was kind of like waving them up and down. Um, the listeners obviously can't see me, but you can see me. <laughs> and so as I was editing it, it was like, first of all, I was like, I'm never directing virtually again, because that's, that's not going to happen when you're with me in person. But, um, there was also this part of me that was like, I, I feel for this client and I know what she wants to embody and I know who she wants to be, but she doesn't believe it yet. And that's why there's like this misalignment between what she's saying and what her message is and who she actually is. So I say it's a tricky thing to talk about because you don't want to judge your clients, but when you can kind of like feel in on those things, I'm not, have you ever experienced something like that? Or how do you kind of, um, when you feel like they're working towards a message, like how do they really fully embody that and get in alignment? So I think that's where the life coaching me comes out. Um, mm -hmm. I guess I don't view it as necessarily judging them, but helping them to realize their own truth. And sometimes, you know, I've even had it happen. Number one, when I'm doing a shoot with people to take the pressure off, I'm always like, Hey, this isn't the last photo shoot you're ever doing. So like take the pressure off, know there's going to be another one. So at times it's like we do the shoot and they start using the photos and then they realize there's, you know, we're all still evolving, right? Like it never yeah. ends. And then through seeing themselves, they're realizing more truths about who they want to be and how they want to show up. So it's almost like the photos are a tool to help them come to that realization. And certainly if when we're working together ahead of time, we're coming up against resistance or like, like you can, you know, I'm a very um, intuitive person as well. So when I'm working with someone, it, like a lot of it is just intuition. Um, like before we even do strategy, I'm like, I know exactly how we're going to shoot this and what they need, you know, right. um, and the strategy will just solidify that for me. But if, if that's coming up, I'm going to talk them through that and, um, you know, just get to the deeper why, like, um, what is it you really want to do? Like, who is it that you're meant to help? 
Um, why are you meant to help them right now? Like, why does this matter? And then, you know, bringing that out and bringing that power out in the photos. Yeah. And I think it's so, I think like the way that you work with people is so important because I've worked with like non, um, like people who don't specialize in brand photography, but they're just like portrait photographer. And the result is always so different. Like I just did a photo shoot in June and photographers like so talented, like works with Vogue, like just amazing. But for my brand and my message, I was like, I look like a model in a magazine, which is like, okay, but you know, it doesn't really represent like what my brand voice is. Um, so I just think it's so important, like having that piece of being able to like coach people through, especially something that's so like, so intimate. Um, cause a lot of fears can come up around like, even just how you look like body image. Um, I don't know, like flaws on your face. Like you would have scarring, like you just have all the things that come up. Um, to the point, I don't know if you've experienced this where sometimes people like they'll set this goal, like, well, I have to lose weight or I have to do something before I can do the photo shoot. Like, what would you say to that woman? How do you so that's almost every client ever. <laughs> um, and so there's, there's two things to this. Number one, because in the past, I've wanted to just push them past that. Like, yeah. Like show up as you are now, right? But I've also learned like sometimes, you know, that's their truth right now. And if they want to lose 10 pounds and they have a goal and like we set the date, um, that's fine. What I, what I try not to allow to happen, or at least I call attention to it, is if they just put it off indefinitely. Yeah. Because when there's no, like, deadline for that shoot, like, people have literally put it off for over a year. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, and I, I don't like to operate that way because, ladies, like, if you would have just done this a year ago and captured who you were at that point, you'd be so much further along now. And, like, this yeah. is no joke. A lot of times, especially clients who are in like in the, you know, they want to lose weight space, they do the shoot and they feel so confident and amazing afterwards that the weight falls off after the shoot. And they're immediately like, we need to do another shoot because I just like, after your shoot, I lost all the weight I wanted to lose anyway. So that was like sticking to me. Wow. Um, so it's a real thing. It's happened more than once. So I feel like safe saying that because again, when you're, when you're operating from confidence, and love for yourself, even things like weight loss, it's going to happen so much faster. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So changing direction a little bit, what does it, I, I feel like people talk a lot about embodying their message. What does that actually mean for you? So for me, it means being visible and being authentic and speaking my truth to the world. Mm -hmm. which was not always an easy thing to do. Um, you know, especially when you're first starting out, I feel like we are so worried about how other people are, other people are going to perceive us, yeah. especially family and friends and people you grew up with and people in your hometown. Um, it can be really difficult to want to put yourself out there and it can feel raw and it can feel vulnerable. And then you start thinking, Oh, who am I to do this? Like, should they even be showing up at all? Um, yeah. And I will say for me, 
you know, I was in an emotionally abusive marriage of 15 years. So the, the message I was getting constantly is you're not enough. Like you're never going to amount to anything. You know, who do you think you are? You're a fraud. You're phony. Like I, I still sometimes get texts like that, you know, and, and I've, I've been out of it for two years. I had to learn to, because I built my business through that entire time of my life, yeah. I had to learn how to find my own truth and really stick to that. And it's taken, it, it took leaving and, you know, the past two years for me to really step up and own that in the fullness that I'm able to now. I did what I could to get by at that time and I did enough to build my business, but I was living two lives. I had my life inside my home and I had my life to the outside world. And now I feel like I can finally embody who I truly am in every area of my life. And it feels, I feel unstoppable. Yeah. Wow. I think a lot of my clients actually didn't realize this until I kind of started like connecting the dots and I was like, hmm, what's the reoccurring theme of my clients? And they've literally all in some form or not experienced a level of emotional abuse or bullying or neglect or narcissism or <laughs> something of that type, even though I never like that was never in my messaging. But I think because like my underlying messaging has always been like the freedom of self-expression and like being yourself, which again, I know these sound kind of like buzzwords, but that's truly what I stand for. Um, what, like, what was that? Take us back to that moment. Cause I think someone who experiences, whether it be like abuse or neglect, we we're almost in denial. Like we don't know. It's once you realize, like you can kind of take a step back and you're like, oh my gosh. And then you put all the pieces together. So what did that kind of like, what was the moment that you were like, this isn't right. Or it was something that you kind of always knew, but didn't necessarily listen to that voice. So, um, I remember the marriage was never good. Like I always knew that. Right. But I had in my head, well, marriage is just hard. It is what it is. Like I'm going to have to fight through it no matter what, you know? Mm. And then, um, one day I just had this gut instinct. I just felt like, honestly, I felt like God put it on my heart, um, to Google, uh, emotional abuse. Like what is emotional abuse? And like once it came to you, like it just came to me. Like it felt, and I get this sometimes. It feels like just like boom, like it's just there. Like do this thing, do it now. So I googled it, and um, I was like, "Wow, I'm like I every single thing on that checklist applied to my life." And um, at that time, at that moment, I realized this has to change. Now I did not leave at that time. Um, you know, with, with any type of domestic violence, it takes women an average of seven times to leave before they stay out of those types of situations for many reasons. That's a whole nother podcast issue. Um, but, uh, yeah, for me, and this has nothing to do with branding or business. It got to a point where I didn't feel safe any longer. And there was a pretty major incident that happened. Um, again, I will, I talk about this freely. I'm actually shooting a documentary about this now. Yeah. Um, and after that, like that was my breaking point. And everybody told me like, you'll reach a breaking point because yeah. for me, I just kept spinning the wheels in my head. Like why? Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I kept thinking I didn't know what to do because I had so many outside voices conflict, 
conflicting with what I really knew I needed to do, which was leave, including his, like part of the conditioning of, um, an abuse victim is ingraining those thoughts of you can't do this on your own. Like, who are you without me? Nobody's going to want you, et cetera. Like so many negative, um, messages that we end up internalizing, um, subconsciously. And, uh, I didn't realize how bad it was until I was out of it and on the other side. Yeah. So this, as you guys are listening, this episode is going to be airing in November and I'm from Canada and November is a national violence against women prevention month. And I'm actually working for, um, or with a non-for-profit there. And, uh, we have a number of like guest speakers, which is a huge event. And one of the number one things, so it's for the Halton women's shelter And one of the number one things is like the women don't believe or know how or where to get help. Like they just, it's, it's not, it's not even ignorance. It's just like, you just don't know who to trust or where to go. And then you are kind of brainwashed into that. I mean, that's kind of how they keep their hold on you is like, they make you feel small and they make you believe that you're crazy or that you are powerless basically. So, um, Yeah, I think this is just really powerful because I know when I started piecing things together, it's when I heard other people talking about it. Like someone had first mentioned to me narcissism. And at first I was like, no, 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 like that's, that's not what it is. And it took me a long time to actually come to terms. And then the more I started studying it, I don't know if you follow the holistic psychologist on Instagram, but if you don't, you have to go check her out because... (laughs) Um, it, it's like you said, once you start reading, like, I don't want to say the criteria, but like, you know, the side effects of it, and then you recognize it in yourself, you're like, and that awareness, like it, I believe it's through the education, through the messages that we put out there, like that we can teach other people. Like, I mean, I feel like we're probably in the same age range, but like our parents or grandparents, like they just didn't have the resources or access to this type of healing. So I'm curious, how did you, how did, how were you able to quiet out the other voices? Like how did you kind of come back home to what your truth was? So that has taken, taken a lot of um, inner mindset work, subconscious reprogramming um, that I am, I'm still doing now. So really like counseling didn't really help me that much. I actually feel like counseling kept me stuck for a really long time because of the type of counseling I was receiving. Um, what helped me was when I started to do my life coach training mm-hmm. and I learned how to coach other people. Therefore I learned how to coach myself through things. And then I worked with some phenomenal life coaches, mindset coaches who wow. helped me to continue to overcome those limiting beliefs. And even now to this day, um, this year again has been my year of like heavily investing in coaching yeah. and I'm in a program now to further my coaching skills. But in order to do that, we have to master them for ourselves first. Yeah. And so the process, it, it's just going to be a continuous process. I'm committed to this for my life, um, to, yeah. to personal growth, to sharpening my skills and to applying them to my own life. So I can be living proof for people that like, Literally, I, I am from central Pennsylvania, small town USA, and I've built a global brand. I work with amazing people. I'm a single mom. I'm supporting my kids. 
if I can do this and I could get out of that situation and overcome it, like literally I believe anybody can. And so I want to be the proof of that for people. Yeah. So can you share with some of the listeners? Cause I know this will resonate again because my, my audience, um, it's like that saying your vibe attracts your tribe. So, <laughs> um, I know there's no like five step process to getting over this, but what are maybe like a few action steps, I guess I would say, like, how can you start rebuilding your sense of self-trust and, and self-confidence? Awesome question. I would say first and foremost is build a support network. Mm-hmm. Um, my support network is what really got me through a lot. I purposefully surround myself with amazing people. I don't let Debbie Downers into my life. I just don't. Um, you know, I will keep, I don't want to say that. Like I don't cut people off. I keep them at an arm's like the way they're not my inner tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, and even now I surround myself with brilliant entrepreneurial women who are doing even bigger things than I do. And they help keep me going and keep me inspired. So that's one big thing. Um, it is doing the inner work on yourself and this can feel mundane. Sometimes it can feel like, eh, I don't know, like that doesn't feel like it's going to move the needle for me, but it does. Um, so step one with that is recognizing your limiting beliefs and catching those thoughts and Mm -hmm. then learning how to decide, you know, there's a coaching model I teach people. It's like, all right, well, if that thought is making you feel crappy and you're feeling stuck, if you don't choose to change that thought, you're going to stay stuck. That's because your feeling isn't going to change. So how can we change your feeling? What is it that you want to feel? And what do you have to believe in order to feel that feeling and then get the result that you're actually looking for? Um, So doing the inner work for me, you know, my spiritual life does play a role in coping. And I will say it had been severely fractured because the counseling I was receiving was from a church and that is really what the documentary is about for the most part. Um, it's called trapped by faith. I felt trapped in my situation because I didn't feel like I could leave my marriage because I was being told not to. And, um, it's a bunch of BS. (laughs) So, uh, not that, you know, my belief in God or anything, um, was necessarily wavering, but it did have an effect. And so I'm still, to be transparent, I'm still in the process of healing that and of, you know, strengthening that relationship again. But I know that I always have that inside me and that's a big piece of who I am. Yeah. Wow. Trapped by faith. That sounds, the title itself is like, I want to watch this. Like when, (laughs) when is it coming out? What's, tell us the scoop. (laughs) Yeah. So we were just filming again yesterday, actually. So here's the deal. My goal is to have it completed next year, but the story is still unfolding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started filming last year and uh, we've, we've done some incredible interviews, but like I said, surprising to me almost, some things keep happening. I'm like, all right, well, this is meant to be in the film. Um, but if you want to see behind the scenes, I do have an Instagram account. There, isn't, there are no posts on it yet, mm-hmm. um, but we do stories when we're filming and I'm going to you know, start um, populating that channel soon. So it's trapped by faith. Um, you can follow that and kind of see behind the scenes and know more about what I've gone through and 
again, just if you relate, like know that you can get through it and past it. So I have a question that I, a lot of my work, I realized in the past year that, cause I've always worked on like the outer things of like branding film, like all the surface level stuff basically. And I realized this is where the whole embodiment piece came in for me because I realized like, particularly with my clients, um, if you have like a visibility wound, a lot of a hundred percent of the time, almost it stems from childhood. Uh, it could even be like, not necessarily these big traumatic things. It could be micro traumas. It could be just being misunderstood when you're eight years old and then hearing that your whole life. Like, so what would you say to someone anytime we're doing this like deep, um, self-reflection and personal development work? Like it really does, I find take commitment and self-discipline to challenge your beliefs because our brain will kind of just naturally go back to like, what's, you know, what's the easiest way <laughs> to kind of get through this. So when you're working with someone, or even if you identify this in yourself, when you're coming up against like this really big limiting belief or this pattern and the brain, like the neural pathway just keeps going back to that thing. Like how do you, how do you help yourself or your clients like really bust through that? And not like guilt themselves because it can't, it doesn't just happen. <laughs> I love this question because I'm working through it myself. Um, so I will tell you, actually, I just listened to an episode of Brooke Castillo's podcast. Um, if you guys don't know her, she's a life coach. She's incredible. That's who I did my first life coach training through years ago. Um, so this has been up. So I just listened to her and then I also work with Lexi D'Angelo. Um, I'm in her IAPC program to further my coaching skills and we were talking about this. Mm. Um, and so there's, there's multiple ways to do it, but sometimes you have this thought that is so ingrained and so true on a subconscious level yeah. that just going to a happy thought doesn't work. Because yeah. it doesn't feel true. It feels incongruent. And your ego and your subconscious is going to keep you stuck and going back to that. So sometimes you have to get to neutral um, instead of, and, and we have to work our belief there slowly. So maybe, um, I'm trying to think of an example. Maybe you have, like, I have money mindset issues. Um, I, I just, it's just something that I, I've always had. I'm always like, oh, there's not going to be enough. Oh, even if I get enough, it's going to fail. I'm going to lose it. Like all of this stuff. So for me, I had to start saying, well, I could see how there could be enough money for me. I could see how I could succeed at this and not fail. So instead of like making the truth, you know, the thing that you really want to believe eventually, make it a possibility first. And that's like, an eagle's eye view. There are tools and things you can use. I would encourage you to look up that podcast episode. I think it's called um, something like getting to neutral. I can look it up and Brittany can share that in the show notes too. Yeah, for sure. And and for those of you listening, um, come and join us on social media in the Facebook group, My Next Level Self, or you can find both of us on um Instagram or Facebook so we can kind of continue the conversation there because uh, as I was saying to Shannon before we hit record, I just love being able to create like a conversation and a dialogue so those who are listening, like if you relate, can be have that space to be like seen and heard. So 
Um, okay, I got like a few kind of rapid fire questions. Um, the, I love asking this question just because this podcast is really around speaking speaking your truth, but I find oftentimes like we want our truth to seem really glossy and like perfect. <laughs> so <laughs> stripping it down, what, what was your last meltdown? <laughs> <laughs> My last meltdown. Um, well, I was, I'm really hormonal, right? And my boyfriend was going to a concert without me. <laughs> I hate to throw him under the bus. Uh, I had a meltdown. I would say that was probably my last meltdown. Mm. It's silly. <laughs> I, I can so relate because I had this like, it's funny when you can laugh about it. I got mad at my boyfriend just like earlier today for like no reason, but I was like being like, can we go to the Halloween? Like I'm a huge Halloween fan. I have like we just don't celebrate it in France. And I was like, will you please come to Disney? And he was just like, oh, Halloween is like, you know, just this like commercial thing. And I was like, how dare you insult my people? <laughs> Over dramatic, but like, I, so again, like bringing this around to recognizing your triggers, like I felt upset because he didn't recognize like how important it was for me. And then he thought I was being a drama queen when I was like, your reaction was so hurtful. <laughs> just like, spiraled out of control. So yeah. And I want to follow it up with it. He's amazing. Like he's amazing in every way. So supportive. He did not mean to hurt my feelings. Um, but I realized too, like you said, like, like that, it was really not about that per se. It was a deeper thing that he triggered inside of me that I had to work. So yeah, I love that I asked this because yeah, <laughs> recognizing triggers. Okay, what is the last thing that you manifested? I this week actually has been freaking insane. Um, I have manifested some incredible clients this week. Like I'm booking clients every single day, and then yesterday I had somebody message me like, "By the way, I'm doing this event in Paris. I would love for you to come shoot my clients that are going to be there. Would you be open to this?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" Because I've already claimed that next year is my European year. Like that's my going to be my European photography tour. So here it is happening, and I'm to the point. And I want to share a really quick backstory because years ago I had this client and I was working through her brand strategy with her and she was like, she was actually like a much more advanced entrepreneur than I was. So I felt intimidated going into it and I was like, oh, can I even help her? But I did. Um, and one of the things she said, you know, when it came time to write out her visit, vision, she's like, I'm scared to even write this out because I know whatever I write down is going to happen. And I like could not relate at that moment in my life. I'm like, I, I'm not following this because if I knew I was going to write something down and it was going to happen, like I'd be writing a lot of stuff down, right? Um, but now I get it because everything in my, like I vision, I journal like regularly. I'm not saying every day I would love to get to that point, but let's be real, I don't do it every day. But what I do write out ends up happening. And it happens in like these weird ways that I'm not expecting. So there was that. And then another huge one, actually, I'm surprised this wasn't the first thing that came to mind, is a house. Um, we've been house hunting since the spring. We found one in July we liked. Our offer was declined. But 
that's been the only house we both loved. And last week we were sitting at the table and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to Google that place because I wonder what it sold for. And so I Googled it and literally hours before that, it was put back on the market because the sale of it fell through. Wow. So we put the offer in by the next morning and they accepted this time. And there's still some hurdles, like there's still inspection and there are some issues with it. But I am standing in full faith. That house is mine. Like that is our house. Nothing's going to stand in the way. There's no way I just thought of it and it just got put back on the market and like it's not ours. So yeah. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. I have two like mini manifestations. And I feel like you'll relate with both of these. So the first one, um, so my word of 2020 was like magnetize and money. And it's, it, it is actually true. When you write things down, they just magically, they do come true. And you might not recognize it in the moment. But anyways, lately, I don't know why, but I keep finding money on the ground. Like all the time, like today, I don't, I just was like walking towards the Metro here in Paris and I walked all the way downstairs and I was about to buy a ticket and there was a Euro on the ground and I picked up, it's just, it's small, right? But it adds up. And then I walked away and I'm like, I'm not going to take the Metro. And I was like, what prompted me to walk all the way down the Metro to get a Euro (laughs) to leave? And then I saw like another, um, just like pennies. And I've noticed, I'm training myself now, like, to not dismiss it and to notice where the abundance is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, it's like literally every time I go out, I'm like, do people have holes in their pockets? Like, why is there money all around me all the time? Like, it's really weird. Um, and the second thing um, is I just put out an offer recently, um, or I just really started like promoting it. And I had this limiting belief that like people who don't know me um, aren't just going to like, pay me. Like they're going to want to have to have a conversation. I'm going to have to do discovery calls. And that's not like my strong suit. And I had this weird intuition the other, this was last week. And I opened up my PayPal and I'm like, I feel like there's going to be money in here right now. (laughs) And um, I recently just like redid my whole sales funnel. And um, this particular offer is priced at $700. And I was like, oh my God, I just challenged my own limiting belief. Like this person, I've never spoken to her. She sent me $700 on the internet, which like for people in like our world, the online world, that's normal. But you tell like the average person walking down the street, like a stranger just sent me $700. Like it's not normal for them. So it was really like, it was this really cool manifestation for me and to just challenge like what those limiting beliefs are. And then when they happen to really acknowledge like, well, if it happened once, it can happen twice. Like, so. Absolutely. Love it. Cool. Shannon. So thank you so much for being here. Where, where do you shoot in? How can people find you? What do you have any like freebie offer or, um, yeah. Where do you hang out online? Yeah. So I shoot everywhere. 90% of my clients I'm traveling for on location. Um, I will tell you I'm in San Diego a lot. I live in PA, but I try to get there multiple times a year. It's my favorite place to be. I'm in Florida a lot, New York city, Um, but I go anywhere and everywhere pretty much. Uh, you can find me online on Instagram. Um, my personal account is Shannon Confair. If you want to view my portfolio, it's your unforgettable brand. And on Facebook, you can friend me at, um, just find me Shannon Confair. Cool. And, um, 
in the Facebook group if anyone has questions. Are you okay with them tagging you? Kind of Absolutely. for that conversation. Cool. Yep. And I can share with you so you can put it in the show notes. I do have an awesome brand photo shoot guide that is my freebie. So Ooh. it's just kind of a long URL. So we can share that after the show. Yeah. Amazing. So cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brand Interrupted Podcast. I so appreciate you and your time. And to show that appreciation, I want to give you a free gift. Head over to untamedrevolution.com forward slash gift to get instant access to my free three-part Audaciously You on Camera video series, a step-by-step on how to share your story, craft your core message, master your energy, infuse your personality, and boost your charisma on camera so you can amplify your impact with video and turn viewers into dream clients. And if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, don't forget to head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating. Until next time, bisous from Paris. Ciao, ciao.